Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Dean Rogers. Today, I've got a special guest, the one and only Matt Garabedian. Matt G, welcome to the interview, man. Thanks, Dean. Glad to be here. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the invite. Let's, uh, let's drop some, some, some bombs today. Heck yeah. Hey, guys, welcome to the Dean Rogers Show, where we talk about real deals that we're doing and bring on awesome guests to talk about how they're finding success in their business to inspire and motivate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right, see you on the show. Dude, I have to have you on because, you know, uh, we'll get into kind of like your origin story and how we met, but, you know, we, we're both real estate investors. We've both been investing in the same market, uh, technically, virtually too. Um, especially, especially now with, with where we're both living. And, um, so, you know, real estate's kind of our, our bread and butter, but we've both grown and, and you've grown and and done a lot of different things now and and new ventures. And for me, I just personally love watching, uh, your journey, man. So appreciate you having you on. Those are very, very nice words. Thank you, man. And I appreciate (laughs) that. And likewise, uh, I'm a little low key jealous. I didn't think of the friends with benefits, dude. I think that's genius, man. I love it. And I, and I was telling you before the call, um, the hanging out the window, window talk with Dean. I love it. Yeah. It's fun, man. It's fun. When you, uh, when you start getting creative and having fun with it, um, you know, it's a, it's a little harder to do it, but at the same time, it's a mental block. Like for me, I was probably less, uh, less, less courageous to do those kind of things and put myself out there. Cause I'm still, I was still in the grind, you know, still in the grind, trying to figure stuff out, going through ups, going through downs. And, and you and I both have those stories and, um, was more so just trying to work out my own stuff, you know, and, uh, I'm at a place now where, you know what, I want to have some more fun. I want to, to, to influence and impact more people and meet more people. And, uh, and I know you're all about the same thing, dude. So, um, well, let's dive into it, man. Let's dive into kind of how you got started. Cause I think a lot of the audience is going to be heavily focused on real estate, right. And, and okay. is, is going to be, um, really interested in that, but there's no doubt everything else you're doing is what most real estate investors, entrepreneurs are also exploring already doing or want to be doing. So I think you got a lot of great stuff we can go in today. So let's, let's talk about how you got started in business, man, and what that journey looked like for you. Sure, man. Um, you know, we, I'm sure we have a lot of parallels in terms of, I think I wasn't a professional athlete, but I played through college and baseball. So I was, uh, just thinking about sports growing up, you know, and I never was a business minded individual. I wasn't like trying to figure out how to sell a bunch of stuff growing up. You know, I wasn't, I don't feel like I was a natural born entrepreneur. Um, so after, you know, I figured out that I wasn't going to, you know, play professionally and not that I really wanted to, it was just, I didn't think about what's next until I had to. And, you know, once I finished up school, I'd, I you know, was down in Long Beach, moved back to Fresno. And to be quite honest, man, I was lost. Like I, I didn't know what to do. And uh, I feel like I, I wasted a lot of my 20s. Um, you know, if I would have got to do it over, I, I, I certainly would have figured out much faster, like where and how to make money. But a lot of my 20s was just kind of floundering around and like interested in having fun and 
partying and, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to scrounge up, you know, 50 bucks for the weekend. Right. And like, <laughs> you know, somehow or another, we made those, we made that $50 last, but, um, you know, kind of like fast forward to my, I don't know when I was about 28, 29, um, I got into, uh, wholesaling subprime mortgages mm. because my buddy that I played baseball with was like absolutely crushing it. And we all have those friends. He was the guy that was like, Hey man, let me borrow 20 bucks. I'll pay you back. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he never did. Uh, but all of a sudden this guy's rolling around in a brand new Beamer and, you know, has money. And I'm like, what the heck? Like how'd that happen? And then he kind of explained to me what he was doing and I had no idea what he was talking about, but I was like, dude, you got to get me hooked up. So he introduced me to the, the rep that was in Fresno that, um, for this company called accredited home lenders. Mm. Um, they're actually based out of San Diego. So that company, Dean, what we did was they were the, the, the subprime lender. Like if you don't know what subprime means, that was like the worst of the worst, um, loans that were, uh, being funded right before the, the economy crashed and everything burned up in 2008. So we were doing like hundred percent stated loans. So if you, what that means is basically if you had a pulse, like you could get a loan right. <laughs> and you didn't have to put yeah. any money down as right. long as you're like, yeah, I agree to pay that 9% or whatever it was. <clears throat> and it was an adjustable rate. So I started learning about really what, what I learned in that business was a, how to call on brokers going, you know, door to door and also how to learn how to read credit reports and 1003s. So I learned like the financial side of real estate. I learned what an LTV was. I learned how an appraisal is important. I learned how an appraisal works. I learned, you know, a debt to income ratio. So I learned the inner workings of, of how a loan gets funded. So I made a bunch of money well, relative to my age, I made a bunch of money and um, not knowing what was coming down the pipeline, I ended up losing it all. So my bit, I went out of business or my company went out of business. I was left from, you know, making, I don't know, I think I made a hundred thousand dollars that year. And I thought it was balling, right. I was, you know, course, didn't yeah. save a dime of it, you know, bought a house, bought furniture, went to Europe, <laughs> you know, did all this stuff, like thinking it was never going to end. Yeah. <laughs> And um, That's funny. ended up, like I said, losing that job. Yeah. And losing my, you know, I ended up losing my house to foreclosure. Um, at the same time, you know, I had met my now wife and I was like, well, I know I love this, this girl. I want to marry her, but I have no idea how to support her. And she knew that I was going through some financial difficulties. And she was like, well, you should get your broker's license um, because, you know, you could sell and, you know, it's, it's in real estate still. And my grandfather um, was a real estate broker for many years. And he told me, you know, Matt, get your real estate license because it's a license to make money. So without any other real options, I got my broker's license and I went straight into brokerage activity and then quickly found out like, man, I, I don't really like repping buyers. Um, I don't really like the whole residential sales process. It just wasn't exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I did a year or two of that. I, I, I did a little commercial stuff and then I kind of like, you know, settled into, um, apartments. So I liked the fact that I could sell apartment buildings to investors because they spoke the language, right? Like it was a bottom line decisions. It wasn't, 
uh, what's the color of, you know, the walls or, you know, what the layout is. It's like, well, what's the NOI? What's the cash flow? What's the cap rate? So I learned about how to pitch that, how to sell that. And then as I started selling properties, I started simultaneously building a property management company because I thought that was a good idea. I was like, oh, I can make commissions and then I can manage these properties and I can make you know residual income um, by managing people's properties. Well, you know, we do stuff like I don't know, I do stuff without like fully thinking things through, it seems like I just <laughs> jump into stuff. And I, you know, just by default, I grew this. I think at one point we had 500 doors under management that I built this company. And I learned that property management was like the low price leader of real estate. Um, basically, you know, what you'd earn. Like you do all this work for very little pay and all day long, no one's calling you up saying, Hey, you're doing a great job. They're calling you up, you know, cussing you out. Problems. Tenants think you're the owner. They're calling you a, uh, you know, um, um, what's the word? Slumlord <laughs> uh, or something slum like that. Slumlord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Owners are like, how come you charge me $8 for this? And I'm like, dude, like what is going on? So, you know, I was very like confused as to, man, I thought real estate was the path. And all I know is that I'm working all these hours and I go home at night. I don't know what I accomplished because nothing's moving the needle in my, in my, in my, in my life or my bank account. And I was making enough to like pay the bills and stuff, but like, I'm like, this is not what I expected. Um, so around the same time, you know, I, I learned about uh, wholesaling um, through fortune builders. Right. So I know we have mm-hmm. that in common. Yep. Um, I, I, I bought into the mastery program and then I, you know, of course, you know, I didn't do anything with it when I first learned, I just like, Oh, that's a cool concept. I'll go back to, you know, um, collecting people's rents for 80 <laughs> bucks a month, <laughs> you know, kind of just figure that out. Um, but after enough's enough, right. We just, just kind of feel like I got to make a change because what I'm doing right now is I'm getting burned out. I'm not moving the needle. Like I said, so after I think I was like up late at night and I saw like people like posting their wholesale checks online. I think I was in the, there's a group called wholesaling houses nationwide. I think it was back in the day. And this is at the time, like no one was like talking about wholesale. Like it was like, I had, I remember having to like explain wholesale to uh, the escrow companies. They're like, well, we don't do double closings. I'm like, no, it's not that it's, you know, I'm assigning the contract. And so I, I, uh, I saw people that had less experience in real estate than me. I was a broker. I had all like, you know, I had all this transactional experience, but wasn't making any money. I was like, you know what? Like if this guy's making 25 grand on this house, like why can't I? So, you know, I, I, I then just kind of dug back into the material and, you know, back then it was like, you know, uh, banded signs and, and yellow letters. Like that was what they were teaching, you know, like send out yellow letters, put out banded signs. So, you know, I sent out my first batch of yellow letters I think I might've sent out, it was less than 500 letters and uh, got a call. I was in this little office in on Belmont and Broadway in Fresno, mm. like this little hole in the wall, dude. I literally like my closet was bigger and uh, I got a call and the, the guy had a property on, um, it was on Belmont and fruit. 
actually, right by the zoo, okay. Roden yep. Park there. So it wasn't too far away from me. I was like, yes, sir, I'll drive by it. And, you know, so I get there and uh, I don't know if you ever heard this advice. It was horrible advice, but it was the time I remember hearing this. They were like, if you're not feeling like physically sick from your offer you're about to give, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, I've heard that a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember getting on the call, I drove up to this house. Dude, this thing was on stilts. Like it was jacked up, right? It's in the hood. I have no idea. I don't, at that point, I wasn't like figuring out what the ARV was. I was just trying to figure out if this was like a real thing. I had no like, you know, uh, analysis on, on what to, what to offer. Like it was literally like, what would make me physically like uncomfortable to offer? That's what I'm going to do it. So I'm pulled up to this house, like no clue what I'm looking at. Get the guy on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm out front. He's like, all right, well, what, what can you offer? And I remember just sitting there and it was like the most scariest thing ever, but I somehow got out 16,000 was my <laughs> offer. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, you kind of pause, like, no, nah. he's like, I can't do that. I could do 25. Dang. I was like, great, great. You know? And he's like, all right, we'll get the paperwork together and, you know, I'll come sign it in, in a day or so. So hung up the phone. I'm like, oh my God, like, is this going to happen? Like, is this a deal? I have no clue. So I go back to the office. I had access to the MLS as a broker, of course. I should have probably done this ahead of time, but, you know, mm -hmm. again, you're just caught up in the whole, mo you know, the, the emotions. Just getting of into it. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, let me just see if I can get a deal and then I'll worry about it. Um, so I know that, like, I got this for 16. It's totally jacked up. I have no clue on, like, repairs or how to even evaluate it. Um, but I, I saw down the street a similar house sold for 52000 so I was like, all right, I might have something here. So I figure out that uh, I pulled up the, the tax records. I found I was an LLC out of like Palm Desert or whatever that bought it. Didn't understand about skip tracing or, you know, oh, skip tracing an LLC back then was like, you know, that was like figuring out a, you know, a nuclear code, right? Like <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the technology wasn't, yeah, it was, it was not like how it is. And, um, but I knew that like, I'm like, I could talk to the agent that sold it to him. So mm -hmm. I called this guy up. That's a whole nother story. Um, this guy turned out to be one of the biggest Ponzi scam artists that went to prison, Dang. but this guy, um, he, I, he picked up the phone. I'm like, Hey man, um, I saw that you sold this deal. Would your buyer be interested in another one? He's like, well, what do you got? He's like, I got this house. It's right down the street. Same pretty much square footage. And he's like, well, what do you want for it? I saw that he sold it for 52. Not, and, and again, like I, what you don't know, you don't know. But I was like, I'll take 52 for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, don't tell anybody else about the property. We'll have the money in escrow in a week. I was like, <laughs> come on, dude. I was like, awesome. Cool. Great. Hung up the phone. I'm like, no way. Like, there's no way this is happening. Like, how you know, I could potentially make. $26,000 from this transaction. Right. Mm -hmm. So for the next three weeks, Dean or two weeks or whatever it was like, I was like tripping out. I'm like, is the seller going to get mad at me? You know, are they going to find out I'm making 26? Is the buyer actually going to fund it? It was with a North American title at the time. My escrow officer was Shereen Tucker. And I remember like the day of funding was going to come. I'm calling her like sweating it out. She's like, the buyer's supposed to be here at two, you know, 
145 still hasn't shown up. Finally, she calls me at 2.30. They brought the money in. We're closing it tomorrow. And then the next day, I got a check for $26,000 on this, like, you know, just a piece of crap house. And I was like, I'm never going back. I was like, yeah. how do I, like, you want to get that proof of concept and that rush? Like, I felt like I was the richest man in the world at that point. I was like, dude, that's a lot of money, right? Like, when you're struggling um, yeah. to make $26,000, I was like, I'm never going back. Like, I got to figure out how to do this. And, you know, you know how the story goes. You figure it out. You start, you know, getting some more ideas. You start reinvesting into your marketing. You start going to masterminds. And pretty soon, you know, like, you're getting some consistency. And then that that kind of, you know, got me going, man. And then, you know, of course, there's bigger deals that happen that like really helped you like propel forward. And, you know, we, we have, I mean, we, we consider and talk about all, all the deals and everything that we've done, but like, I think it was just going back to just, you know, getting sick of n- not being where you want and, and kind of wanting to change. And then you're just to that point, you're like, you know what, like, I'm just going to do it, you know? And that's really yeah. what, that's how that started. Yeah. That's, that's always the biggest milestone is doing that first deal. Yeah. Improving the concept. Cause like you said, you said so many good things in there that I know I went through those same feelings. I know when I was listening to the free Sean Terry podcast, which is, right. you know, flip to freedom, how I got started. I remember listening to the episode where you talked about escrow and how that whole thing worked and listening to the episode around filling out the contract like over and over. Cause mm. I was so nervous that I was yeah. going to fill out the contract wrong. And like yeah. the whole deal was just going to explode, <laughs> exactly. you know, so exactly. <laughs> the fact that you got it under contract and then you had that buyer, you just, you were probably now you had had some experience with real estate. So you probably had a little bit more confidence than the average person, but still that's a whole nother ball game dealing with different contracts, dealing with different mm-hmm. people. You're dealing with directly with the seller, directly with the buyer, and uh, that's pretty nerve wracking. So that's pretty awesome. That's a that's a great first deal. Twenty six thousand bucks. That's going to give you a shitload of confidence. Yeah, it did. It did. And you know that brings up the point you said. You know, kind of having that experience. But like, I talked to some people that have a have that real estate experience, and they try to go on the investing side, and they they have trouble like taking off that broker hat or that realtor hat and putting on the investor hat, Yeah, you know? And for me, it was like, dude, I'm throwing that broker hat away and I'm, I'm an investor now. Right. Like I want, yeah. like, this is my opportunity to be on the other side of the table. You know, how, how do I buy houses with cash? How do I buy great deals? And so, yeah, I think it's just a, you kind of, you got to figure out what you want and then you just flip that switch and a hundred percent. Yeah. Everyone's going to have like a, a little bit different way about how they get into the business. They're going to find different things that they're good at and not good at. Like you might have a Cinderella story about how you were wildly successful. That might not be the same path someone else wants to take. Right. And, Correct, and they might yeah. find success in a whole different way. Okay. Um, but yeah, you, you found out what you didn't like from the property management side and that didn't work for you. So you looked elsewhere and I mean, you found wholesaling and I, what I love about wholesaling is just the flexibility that it has, you know, the transactional base piece of it, you're kind right. of in and out. You don't, you don't have to be an expert per se 
and like how to completely remodel a house from head to toe. You just need to understand how to put the pieces of the puzzle together and have good communication. Um, obviously some skills around like sales and stuff like that. And there's, there's a lot of components, but at the end of the day, um, that's awesome, man. So, so yeah, you, you built it from there, you, you grew it. And, uh, and then we started running into each other, man. We started running into each other on the streets, um, in terms of like doing deals together. And it's like, Oh, well, you talking to anybody else, anybody else? Yeah. I'm talking to Matt buys houses, you know, um, or fast cash closer, you know? So, um, so yeah, we were, we were definitely doing a lot of deals, um, during some of those years and probably both working them ourselves, you know? Of course. Yeah. You know, and to your point, like, I think anybody that's listening to this, that is just getting in or is interested in like, what, what would be the number one piece of advice? And I, I think it's just, you, you gotta be a great marketer. I, I think a lot of people overlook that. Um, and that's to me, the most important piece to being successful in this business, because you know, you got to have leads and in, in, in order for you to have leads, you got to get your phone ringing. Yeah. And, you know, once you can figure out how to get your phone ringing and get it ringing uh, outside of the traditional methods that everyone else is doing, that could definitely separate you um, from the competition. Right. And so, you know, I don't know how, for me, that was one of the biggest things that I learned was how to utilize my email list early on. Yeah. Um, which kind of gave me, you know, an advantage to, to do more deals because I learned that like sending out my, my deals, you know, then I would start to get other people's deals, which you're, which you're now doing, right? Like mm -hmm. you're, you're able to get other people's deals without marketing because you've built that reputation you've built, a, a, you know, a, a buyer's list, you've built that um, system. And I, I didn't, I didn't know that it would be a thing until many years after that. But like, that just came back from like, well, I need to let everybody know I've got deals. And even if they're sold, I want them to know that I've got deals. Yeah. And then pretty much that perception is, dude, how many, like you guys are doing a lot of deals, right? you know? Um, and that goes a long way, right? Because people want to do business with people that are doing business. hundred percent. You know, I want to be a I part of it. Yeah. And I, I tell people even to this day, man, like you got like so many businesses underutilize their email list. Um, and in, in any, you'd be surprised just in any, in any uh, niche, not just in real estate, especially in real estate, but just even in different companies, um, your, your email list is gold. Yeah. You said something there that I love um, that I've, I've felt early on was, was kind of one of my superpowers and same goes for you. Cause I think we both had a lot of success in this area, which is marketing. Um, like you could be a great salesperson and have like amazing skills around there. But at the end of the day, if you don't have your phone ringing, like you said, you're not going to do deals. And right. obviously the more leads that you have, the more people that you talk to, you're, you're going to get better at it. You're going to learn what's working, what's not. And sure. so I'm a big believer in, if you can really control the com, you know, the, the lead flow that you're having, then you can kind of write your own destiny and, and you got to get that figured out. 
Exactly. Yeah. And you get, don't be afraid to spend money on your marketing. Um, a lot of people go into it thinking it's an expense. I've always looked at it as an investment. You know, if I put a dollar in, can I get $3 out? Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I talk to, you know, we both do coaching, but the first question I'm asking is like, how much are you spending on your marketing? How much are you spending? Or rather, how much are you investing in your marketing? How much are you investing in your brand? Too many people are saying they're struggling to do deals. But then when I ask them that question, they're not spending any money. Right. They're, they're, they're trying to deals? find, yeah, they're like trying to find the cheap, the cheap route or like, oh, I'm trying to surf Craigslist or, you know, I got this list for free. And, you know, I'm like, well, that's the problem, you know? Coca-Cola. And, and you might you might trip on a rock and f- get up and look underneath it and there's a deal. That could happen. Yeah, maybe. But that's not it's not a business. That's it's not a business. Problem. It's not predictable. It's not consistent. Right. A hundred percent. And then, you know, I looked at look at the analogy of you know Coca-Cola or any major company, you know, they don't need to advertise, but they know that like being in front of that customer continually will always win the consistency piece, you know, the marketing piece, that's what you got to be doing in, in any business and especially your, your real estate business. Cause you know, you, you're a marketer number one and, and real estate just happens to be your product. Yeah. A hundred percent. So let's, let's kind of flash forward to where you're at now, man. So uh, just recently you moved to Florida. Yeah. And how you liking it there, man? It's amazing. I, I love South Florida's whole nother world. It's very different, obviously, from growing up in the Valley. You know, I, I did spend a little time in Southern California, like I mentioned for college, but, you know, growing up most of my life in Central Valley and then moving to South Florida, I'm, I don't know, like 45 minutes from Miami. I'm, you know, 30 minutes from Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton, like the amount of, you know, wealth out here and just the scenery and, the opportunity and, and it's very different, you know, uh, yeah. it's, it's been an eye opening. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm blessed to, to be able to be out here. I was able to, you know, move into a pretty cool community. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, like no one really, I don't see people go to work here, you know, <laughs> but everyone has Ferraris and, and uh, Rolls Royces and, you know, playing golf all day. So right. like, what do they do? <laughs> right. You know, yeah, that's an inspiration too. I, I love that because um, you've kind of realigned yourself to, to be in an environment that aligns with what your goals are, with the kind of lifestyle that you want to have. And right. there's no doubt that by doing that, being in an environment, right? When I finally moved to the neighborhood that I'm in, this, this had always been since we've been living in, in San Diego, whenever we would want to go do something like go to the beach or go get something to eat, we would always end up coming through this neighborhood that I'm in now. And now right. that I'm here, like, you know, my mindset has shifted. Like I belong here, you know, 100%. This, this is, this is, this is where my home is. This is where I belong. And now, now you're just surrounded by other people that are at the same level or higher levels. And it kind of forces you to realign to that, you know, it does, man. And, and the conversations are different. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause you, you know, you're like, man, like thought I was doing something. And, and then you're like, yeah, I just talked to this guy. He just sold his company for a hundred million dollars. Right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, like there's just so many different 
different ways. I mean, it's, there's no right or wrong. It's like the path that we're on is the path that, you know, we're on for, for whatever reason. Um, but that's kind of like, you know, to your point or to your question. And to my point was like, I just knew that um, the path that I was on, you know, was, I just, I wanted to see what else is out there. Right. Like I, I, I kind of felt like, you know, um, the, the path that got me to that point wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to go. And um, so I, I had to like make a lot of different decisions in order to kind of see what, what could possibly come of me making such a big move, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Conversations are definitely different, which again, I think are so helpful while I'm at the, the, the local neighborhood kids park, you know, taking my kids there, I'm talking with business owners, you know, right. and it might be a doctor or it might be someone who's got this, uh, you know, supplement company or someone who's got like a lifestyle brand or someone who does, you know, oh, I just did a, a series A uh, fundraise for my company. We raised, you know, 20 million bucks and we're, we're building out uh, those ADU units, you know, mm-hmm. those little shipping containers yeah. totally remodeled. I'm like, Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, no, man, it's, uh, it, it's, it's amazing really. Um, because the, what's interesting though, is like, if you've built out like wholesale companies, like we have, um, we learn a lot of stuff by doing that. And some of those skill sets we kind of overlook because you think, well, everybody has those skill sets, but like, we had to learn how to market. We had to learn how to hire. We had to learn how to sell. We had to learn how to manage. We had to learn how to properly, you know, uh, um, kind of project cash flow or manage cash flow. Oh yeah. I mean, all kinds of different things, right? Like that goes into it. But you know, the biggest problem with it is like we could do all this work and make this company like produce a lot of money. But if, if I went out and tried to sell it tomorrow, no one would want to buy it. So when I learned that, I'm like, dang, that like, that's kind of true because no matter how good we are, like we all start at zero at the first of the month versus a company has that reoccurring business, right? Like they have a customer base. They have clients, they have subscriptions. Yeah. And I could take that model put my time, effort, and energy into that. And then in five years, go and sell that for a five to seven EBITDA with doing the same type of action, right? Doing the same type of work. And it's not like this, cause I, you know, real estate's very emotional, at least for me, when I'm, when I was in the weeds, when I was like doing it every day, like either I was really happy or I was really mad, <laughs> you know? And well, you, you've too- probably seen those memes where it's like the the, yeah. the day in the life of an entrepreneur, it's like, I'm on, I'm the best in the world. And then it's like, oh, I suck. And you actually just posted, just posted something. That. Yeah, I yeah, literally you, just posted that. Yeah. You did just post like, that. This is me. This is me. Um, and not to say that like businesses don't have their challenges. They absolutely yeah. do. But um, it's just so hard sometimes because we could do everything right. And then the deal falls through because something pops up on the title or the seller goes MIA or the buyer can't get the deal done, or a competitor steals the deal. All these different things can happen inside real estate that suck, (laughs) you know? And that's why that emotional factor comes in because 
you know, when you're, when you're going pretty hard and you're, you're putting, you know, a good amount of money into your marketing and then you're relying on others to, to make those calls and the lockup deals and all the stuff that goes into it. And, and being the owner, you're the one that has all the pressure, you know, mm-hmm. because you're paying all the bills. Oh yeah. And then when you make the money, everyone looks at you're like, Oh, this guy's killing it. We're like, no, you don't get it. Like <laughs> there's all these expenses. And did you forget about the Amex bill that I just had to pay for 60 grand? Yeah. You know, like it, it's, it's wild. Uh, I'll, I'll look at my, my, you know, QuickBooks and I'll, I'll go look at, you know, what's, what's the profit and loss for the month. Like it's got that little thing on the dashboard yeah. and usually I'll gravitate my eyes towards expenses first. Yeah. And, and it blows my mind. Sometimes I'll see, you know, hundred K or 150 or 200 K some months. And I'm like, what? Like, where, yeah. how is there so much money going out? Um, well, there's, there's so much in the business just between the marketing and payroll and other 100%. stuff that you're investing in and all those different things to try to take it to the next level. Yeah, dude. No, it, it, uh, it, it's for sure. Um, but I, again, you know, like those are all great things. And I think kind of where I'm at now, I, again, I love real estate. I, I'll always love real estate. It's my first love. I didn't take the route. And sometimes I like question my, um, my decisions on it. Cause I didn't go like, man, like I had so many properties I could have kept. So, oh, I mean, yeah. if I would have like, kept, <laughs> I, I just, man, it makes me kind of sick to think of it sometimes, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I guess at the time I needed to sell properties, right? Like I, you know, 100%. just what I needed to do. And I, and I think I, I, I was a little bit jaded from having that property management business where I saw like these beat up landlords, these guys that had these properties for years and you know, I'd be cutting their net checks. And I'm like, this is all this guy's getting like after all the expenses. And so I was like, brutal, dude. it can be brutal, brutal. Yeah. And these were like nice, like, you know, at one point we were managing 40 unit complexes on Bullard and Blackstone area, you know, like nice, decent areas. I was like, this guy's not making any money. Like, I don't get it. Now in hindsight, you know, he's looking good because the values exploded. Yeah. But you got to be super patient for that. And you got to just kind of trot along and prod along and it's a get rich for sure. But my, my I feel like it's a get what it's a get wealthy. Cause to your wealthy, point, you're right. To your get point, wealthy. like at your point in time, and I, I'm the same way. Like there's so many more, like so many more, especially when I was first getting started that if I would have just kept them at the time, they were like, you know, they were deals and even some deals are, are almost comedic where I'm like, oh, dude, this I'm paying more than I want to on this $80,000 house or $100,000 yeah. house. Yeah. And it's like, holy crap, like that's worth 300000 now. I know, you know, I know. It's better not um, to talk about it. <laughs> I know, right? But it's all a time, the right time and place. Like at that point in time in our career, yep. we needed the cash. Like we weren't yep. in a position to just say, oh, I'll hold on to it. I don't need the cash right now. It's like, exactly. no, I, yeah. I need this cash. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, I, I don't know if I had to do it over again, I, I probably would have kept more properties, but it just wasn't the route that I took. And, and like I said, I, my, my personality is like, dude, I, I want, I want to enjoy it now. Like I want to, I want to give my family experiences. I want my kids to be, you know, um, ex- enjoying uh, whatever it is that we think they're, 
you know, uh, we can give them, you know, I want to take my provided family. an awesome lifestyle for sure. Providing a lifestyle, like stuff that I necessarily didn't have. Right. Um, and that's cool. Like, every, like you said, everyone has a different, um, uh, definition of success or the route that they take is different. And I, I was the guy that just wanted, you know, to, to buy a Porsche and yeah. that, like, that was a dream of mine. And I did. Yeah. And it was cool. But could I have bought in former rentals? Yeah, probably. But, you know, at the same time, I was like, I just, it just wasn't the route I took. Um, but I think, you know, with where I'm headed now, I, I think it was all for a reason. And you know, I just, I, I have my, my eyes and my, 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 um, just my attention is on just different things. Like, like I mentioned, like the, like building a business and selling that. Right. Like is really attractive to me. It's like, I want to do that. Yeah. I think everything you're saying is important for, you know, someone listening in to just figure out what, what works for you. Cause you're going to hear one person who's going to give advice. Like you got to live below your means, drive a Camry until yeah. you're 50, you know? Yeah. And you're also going to hear someone like, if you don't reward yourself, if you don't tell, have the world tell you that you're good enough, that you are that at that level that you, you want to get to that you, you can and should have these things, then how is the world going to continue to give it to you? And, and there's a lot of people that I've also seen that, Hey, they'll, they won't go crazy and, and go broke doing it, but they'll reward themselves, get the nice things. And the world just kind of, you know, keeps providing for them. Yeah, dude, it's, you're right. You know, and, nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. It's whatever you feel makes you get up every day and, and brings you happiness and your family happiness. And that's, what's important because no, no one's taking any of it with them. So, you know, yeah. we have to keep that perspective. Yeah. I, I find a struggle with that. Cause I'm a frugal mofo, like Are frugal you? as hell when it comes to the business, like let's just, let's put gasoline on the fire. When it right. comes to my personal life, like I will spend weeks like fussing over looking at making a hundred dollar purchase for myself. Cause I'm like, uh, like I just, I want to save more money. Right. And I want to invest it in other different things. My wife does plenty of the spending for me. So it's almost <laughs> like I'm trying to like <laughs> neutralize that and yeah. counterbalance it. Um, but like, but like you said, um, figuring out the lifestyle, we're going to, to Joshua tree next week. My partner and I are going to go, um, drive around and get more familiar with the area because we want to buy some Airbnbs out of there. So going with the wife, we're staying at an Airbnb and she's nice. like, we should get a chef one of the nights. I'm like, a chef? Like, what do we need a chef for? She's yeah. like, it'll be a good experience. I'm like, we don't need to spend that money. But yeah, it, it's one of those things where you got to like figure out what works for you. You know what I mean? Oh man, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 we do it. We do it to ourselves. Like we will, we, we definitely have something in our, in our mindset, you know, just in general where, you know, you, you, you if it's for you, you kind of like have to struggle with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when you do it, you're like, Oh, I don't deserve it. And then you have this imposter syndrome. hundred percent, dude. It's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the I, I'm a hundred percent willing to delay my gratification like to, to the death. And, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what it's going to be for me to finally overcome that hurdle. I, I definitely have some mental blocks of like, once I get here, then I'll relax. Right. And, and for me, it's, it's probably just whole 
which we could go down a big rabbit hole. It's all around that, like, what's that monthly net that I, I can get passively to where it's got everything covered, plus the fun money, plus this and that. That's kind of what I've probably built up in my head as to what where that block is for me. Because I've got, I've got great transactional money going on. But like you said, new month comes, you're, you're ground zero. And yeah. you got to keep producing, keep producing. Exactly. And, um, and it's going great for us, but it's all about trying to, to shift to that other level of, of freedom. You know what I mean? hundred percent, man. No, it, it's all, it's all evolution, right? We, we weren't thinking about that five years ago. We're just trying to figure out how to, how to make a deal. Yeah. And then once you kind of figure out like, okay, I, I know how to make a deal. It's like, well, then how do I, how do I have to do less and still have the deals going? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's nonstop, man. It's nonstop. Well, let's, let's shift to some of the exciting stuff you're doing, man. Cause one, one thing that I truly genuinely appreciate about you is your willingness to try something new. Like you said at the beginning, whether, whether you, someone watching this thinks of it as a good thing or not, and even for yourself, whether you identify this as good or not, like you won't overthink something. It's like, let's go see if it works, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that I admired it. Um, and secretly, you know, just seeing some of the things you're doing inspires me to try new things and to put myself out there. And so that's one thing I appreciate about you and, and what you're about. So let's, let's talk about some of the different things that you're doing, man. Cause I, I know you got some fun stuff going on. Yeah, man. So, um, kind of like what gave me the courage to like move out here. Cause when I was in Fresno, right. Like all I had going on really was real estate. You know, I didn't really have another, you know, stream of income, if you will, or another business. Like I was just a real estate guy. Yeah. And it took me a lot of like unwinding some limited beliefs about myself and putting my identity into that for me to like, all right, like I could get into something that I know nothing about and I'll figure it out. Like I, I have enough common sense and, and persistence to do that. So one of the things that I like before I moved out, I, I, I uh, got uh, created a company that is like online based, which was something that I wanted to get into um, that it just centered around email marketing. Um, again, nothing, something that I know, I knew a little bit about, but like in hindsight, I knew nothing about. <laughs> um, so I, I, my company now is hundred um, percent focused on the, on the political side. So nothing to do with real estate has nothing to do with like selling really. It's, all on the political side. So I have a bunch of brands that I've got uh, websites for and I've got subscribers. So as of right now, we're sending about a million emails a day. Wow. Um, so That's I've nuts. learned, yeah, dude, it's, it's pretty wild. And really the way that that company generates revenue is through what they call CPA and CPM. So, you know, Google AdSense, like I've learned how to like generate revenue through third-party ads. I've learned how to sell my lists um, to other ad buyers that want to place their products or services like in display ads or um, through something they call like a dedicated drop where they're like, Hey, Matt, we have this product. We want to put it in front of your subscribers. We'll pay you $2,000 to send this email. Hmm. Kind of like that. Right. Yeah. So what kind of opened my eyes just about in business is like, I don't know. I think it took me, I'm just spitballing here. It might've took me like 
five or six years to like gross a million dollars in real estate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did a million dollars in email marketing my first year. So That's it was crazy. like, yeah, it, it opened my eyes up because it was like, now my, now my customer base is not like the central Valley or, you know, maybe most of Northern California or whatever, but now I pretty much have the entire country and no one knows that I own these companies. I don't have to like send a letter to them or, you know, show up and, you know, ask them to sign a contract with me. <laughs> like, wait a second. Like I could hire people they could deploy the emails and I get paid like while I'm sleeping pretty much and doing very little work. Like, is this real? Yeah. You know, no, you know, of course, you know, it's, I, I've had some challenges in it, just like in any business. Like I learned, you know, different aspects of the business where I could, you know, I messed up here or man, we should have done this. We've done that, but like that's business. Yeah. But you know, to, to like out of the gate within 12 months, like gross over a million dollars in, in, in something that you had no experience in. I was like, the world's big and I'm not just a real estate guy. I have these skill sets that I learned from real estate, but like, how do I put these into different avenues that can go way bigger and faster. And that for me is the internet through, you know, social media, through building your brand, through different aspects, right? Where, you know, if you're not online, like you're, you're, not, you're not thinking clearly because that's where businesses is nowadays, you know? Yeah. Um, in, in some capacity, you, you got to have some revenue coming from the internet or else you're just leaving tons of money on the table. Yeah, so what do you think opened your mind to that? Because I know uh, just watching you over the years, masterminds seem to have played a big part in your growth. Oh, yeah. So yeah, no, this is not like a business that I would have ever known anything about or even existed if it wasn't for my relationships through masterminds and paying into those for many years, you know, without like necessarily getting a, a direct return right away. But I would still show up. I'd still pay my dues. I'd learn, of course, like I, I made money because I expanded my mindset and learned how to make money, you know, outside of my traditional method. But yeah, I mean, this is all relationship based. And then, you know, getting into that um, through those relationships, like helped me open up a whole nother, you know, avenue of opportunity. Um, and then, yeah, I just think it's your, your, your sphere of influence. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, now I'm learning about, you know, buying companies that are very much similar to dealing with a motivated seller in a home. For sure. Um, yeah. You're just, you're looking at it the same way. There's reasons why they want to sell. You could see where they need improvement that you can go in just like in a house, like, oh, we can rehab it or, you know, Hey, I could sell this to a, you know, a, a, a Airbnb guy. He'll pay more because he's not trying to flip it. Um, or there, there's inconsistencies in his brand or his marketing or, Hey, he's not e emailing his customer base, right? Like he's leaving money on the table or this guy doesn't know how to manage people or he just burned out. And he just doesn't want to do it anymore. So like you could buy these companies that are already producing like real revenue. You use the same skill sets that we're learning or we are doing in our wholesale business by, you know, figuring out how to market, how to, manage how to grow, how to, you know, all the things that help us become successful on that side. And then take that multi-million dollar company, by the way, 
you could raise all the money for it um, because more people are willing to, to buy into that because they're going to get a piece of a real business. And then in three to five years, sell that for seven X, right. And get a good, good pop. Yeah. I've seen some people play in that space and there's some, if you can execute on it and you know how to, to optimize that business, and some of the stuff is obvious too, that the, the business owner just didn't have the cash to do it, or they just yeah. didn't have the vision for it or the skill sets. Right. Um, you can do some pretty sexy things. I see that. I haven't done it yet. I'm, I'm just starting to like open my eyes and ears to that opportunity. As you know, what, what we talk about, what we focus on, you know, tends to come to fruition. Um, I guess it's just in a, it's an evolution, right, of, of where we're at. Um, you know, if I'm being honest, like I just, I, I haven't been on a call with the seller for years. I, I don't have a desire to do it anymore. I've done it. I did it for so long and it doesn't get me excited. Not that that I'm better than that or, yeah. you know, that it's not, it's just not where my, I, I can't do it anymore because it's, it's just not my passion. Right. Um, I, I love, I love the internet side of things. I love crypto, you know, like I think that's amazing. Um, there's just so many other things out there and, you know, I still love real estate. I still, still will, I will do wholesaling for as long as I'm alive. You know, I'll teach my kids that because it's a great way to generate cash. And then it's amazing. And then once you could take that cash, some people will put it back into rentals. That's cool. Like no problem for me. I want to accelerate it. So, Okay. I'm pretty good at finding off-market deals. So I kind of feel like that will always be there. But can I get into the new crypto? You know, can I sacrifice into a crypto at any particular time? No. Yeah. I don't, so let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about crypto and social media because those are two areas that you've you've seen some massive growth and um, like your social media game has leveled up like crazy. I know the investments that you've done in some of this crypto has been amazing. So let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's dive into that. Sure, man. I, I mean, again, it goes back to like my sphere of influence or, you know, the, the levels of my uh, associate. Yeah, let's, let's start with the point where it clicked for you. Like crypto, crypto's legit. Crypto's here to stay. I'm getting in. Like what, what was that moment? <sighs> Uh, in January of 21, I got on a zoom call with a guy that, um, I hired to be a, my crypto mentor. Cause I've always, nice. thought, you know, get a coach ASAP. Right. Yeah. Um, and this dude had $600 million in crypto. Oh my God. And <laughs> I don't know if this guy could even, whatever he know, says that I'm listening. Yeah. And this <laughs> like no offense. Like, great guy, but like he couldn't put two sentences together and his spelling was horrible. No so way. I was like, oh my God. This guy could do it. I, trip. I know. I trip. Yeah. Great. You know, like he's, he's married to the game though. Right. Like yeah. he thinks the government's after him at all times. And you know, he's, you know, he's on the, he's on <laughs> he's the dark web. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, you know, he's, 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 he's been at the right place at the right time. He's done his due diligence and he's made it work. And I'm like, wow. Oh, sweet. I was like, can I, can I make 50 million? He's like 50 million. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, I was like, where do I sign up? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I started learning about, 
I didn't know anything. I, I mean, I bought Bitcoin and a little bit of ETH back in 2017. Panic sold them because I didn't here. know what I was doing. 100%. That's me to a T. 2017, yeah. bought yeah. it, went up, started coming down, panic sell, made a little bit of money, was out. Yeah. Yeah. And then didn't even bother to understand, right, what, what we were buying. This time around, a little different place, have more money to like pay attention with. I was like, well, teach me. So then I started getting on Zoom calls with him, learning about what he sees, what, what's going on. And then at some point you're like, okay, I've learned enough. Now I got to go and put it to, to, to use. So then I, I, I just kind of um, bought some of the particular cryptos that he was advising. One of them happened to be Hex, which, you know, I talk a lot about a Hex. Yeah, I would have loved um, to get in then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, that was, I, I'm, you know, I'm partial to it, A, because I was able to buy it at, you know, 0. 0.008, <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. Or hit a penny. So that, that right there was like, blew my mind. When it hit 52 cents, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this became very real to me. Yeah. Um, but then I learned about the utility behind it and, and how smart contracts are programmed. You can program money. Right, like that's that's the future. DeFi, crypto is programmable money. So if you can understand how that works, and oh, they're programming interest into that, and all I have to do is understand that this is a a store of value that's only going to increase in value because it's programmed to do so, and it's still pre-viral, and it's 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 still on a trajectory to surpass you know valuations of Ethereum and Bitcoin, even though it sounds crazy. But you look at the charts, like this is not like, because I, I feel like saying that it's like they're, they chart all this, like these technical analysis out there is a whole nother level, right? Like these mathematicians, like they know what's up. So I'm not that smart. I just know enough to like follow what the smart guys are doing. And, you know, it's kind of that gateway, right? Once you, you do it, you make money, it becomes real. Then you start paying more attention. Yeah, and then I think this whole last year, did I, I, you know, I spend my time on YouTube, on Twitter, in the discords, reading books. I'm writing a book on crypto right now, which is I think is a great way to like even learn more because you're forced to do the research. As you teach, you learn. Hundred percent. And then, you know, started my crypto group, um, which you know is cool to see that growing, and that's what's got me excited, right? Like it's so new and the technology is happening so fast. What you saw on Super Bowl Sunday was just the masses that are starting to see, you know, money being poured into advertising, which is new for the crypto we're, space. We're such early adoption. It's, it's, oh, it's insanely it's early. So early. And if you look, there's a chart with, internet adoption, internet user adoption and crypto, like crypto is trending a bit higher than oh, wow. adoption of the internet. If you just stop and think about that for a second, I was just doing a call before our call here today. And I said, literally, we're so early that you could just pick the top probably 10 or 15 cryptocurrencies and throw darts at them, a couple thousand dollars into each and just hold them for the next 10 years. And you'll probably be massively wealthy. That's just crazy. Just because the 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 market cap of crypto today is like somewhere roughly two to two and two point three trillion dollars, and I and it's I, I'd argue to say less than twenty percent of 
the United States has actively traded in crypto. In comparison, gold is like 12 trillion and that's been around since dirt. So we're going to surpass the market cap of gold within five to seven years, I believe. Because we're talking about, a, you know, we're global economy here. Just being able to be in now and holding while that money comes in this and the, the market cap continues to evolve and expand. I, I don't know, man. Uh, I've, I feel really good about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, well said. Well said. It's going to, you know, it's going to have, it's going to be volatile. Of course, we're going to get yeah. governments getting more and more oh, yeah. pissed off, you know, which is, which I like, I, I, you know, they know they can't control it. You see what's going on in Canada. I mean, yeah, the more money you make, the, the more you realize how greedy the government is. It's yeah. sickening. It is crazy because yeah. if you truly look at it, the people who are the high earners are creating a ton of transactions. They're creating jobs. The transactions that we have, like in a real estate transaction, how many people are involved in that? There's like a, a downstream of like 20 people who are being compensated and each one of those compensation points are being taxed. So there are the sales tax, um, all the taxes involved with property taxes, all that kind of stuff. But just from our income tax, it, it's insane. And after you've been taxed on the money you earned, you're now paying taxes on all the different stuff that you're buying. It's like, they might say you're being taxed 20, 30, 40, 50%. No way. They're taking that from you, literally taking it, but you're also getting taxed on the money that you have left and are spending. Uh, 100%, it, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's highway robbery, unfortunately. Um, I mean, if you look at banks, right, like one of the biggest revenue streams for banks are overdraft fees. So they collected bil billions of dollars in the last one to two years with overdraft fees. Well, guess what goes away with overdraft in, uh, uh, in crypto? You don't, there's no such thing as overdraft. Right. Either have it or you don't. You can't spend it. You either do the transaction or you don't. Yeah, that's why banks love it when you spend more money on your debit card than you have. They hit you with that 30, that $50 fee multiple times a year across millions of people. For a lot of people a month. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, it, it's crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy. Everything is going digital. Why isn't our money? It, it's, if you don't, if you can't see it, then you're blind. I'm sorry. Like, and if you can't figure out how to take advantage of it, you're playing, you're, you're playing the wrong game. Yeah. It, it, it's, I'm not saying don't invest in real estate. I'm not saying don't invest in stocks. I'm just saying start paying attention to what's over here because you absolutely have an amazing opportunity to get real wealth in a very, very fast amount, a short amount of time. So let's, let's talk about your coaching group because I think in today's day and age, everything going digital, the way people's minds are shifting to realize that uh, wait, you want me to go to college and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on something I'm not going to use and waste yeah. four plus years, unless you're a doctor, like that's, that's actually not the path for most people Agreed. going into, you know, uh, the current modern day world. So, um, it's all about, you know, masterminds, hiring, hiring basically specialists or coaches to help mentor and guide you, uh, yeah. to take you 
and show you what's being successful to them. Hey, look, yep. I'm Matt Garabedian. I hired a coach who was wildly successful. I learned this. I invested in this. I saw insane success. Let me show you. 100%, um, man. And, uh, and that's the way the world's going. And, and just for me, spending and investing more time myself just recently in different masterminds and groups, like the amount of information and doors that have opened just in a short period of time has been insane. So um, what you're doing on social media is always a teaser for me because you're always talking about little different things that you're doing. And those are, those are nuggets, dude, because I personally invested in Pulse X because of, of two people. And one of them was you. Like you, yeah. you, you didn't probably even realize it. Well, I think I might've shouted you, you out. Told me, yeah. Yeah. You I told did me. tell you, but like you put me on notice about Pulse X as well as someone else. And the light bulb went off. Like, Whoa, if I miss this dude, I'm probably going to regret it for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah, like, man. That's no, it's huge. And you got in, you got in at the right time too. Yeah. Um, Dude, like uh, we could probably do a whole other show on crypto, which we might, we probably should. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's wild. It's wild. The potential. Um, it's it's exciting. Um, when you start understanding, kind of what you start speaking the language, right? Like even in the Pulse Chain, which I highly recommend. I don't know if you got into that sacrifice. That was back in July. I missed it, dude. I was too late. You're not because even when it launches. So I don't know if you know this, but like an like that's get that's considered a layer one development right. pulse chain. So if you I did this graph, I don't know, a few it was about a month ago, where I looked at like 12 layer ones. And on average, Dean, average, they did it 650x in one and a half years. Whoa. So if you don't whoever's watching this and that doesn't like click right away. So imagine you put Let's say you got 50 grand, you put $50,000 into a layer one and you just sat for one and a half years, take your 50,000, then multiply that by 650. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know what that number is. It's Let's scary, it. but I don't want to do it. It's too big. Let's just do it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's too big. Let's just say it's uh, I, I I got the number here, but it's, it's too juicy. You got it? Yeah, it's 32,500,000. Yeah, $50,000 and then average is 650x. There you go. It's $32 million. Like to me, I would take that bet, right? You know, and 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 again, that's average. That's taking the high and the medium and the low. Where else are you going to do that, Dean? There's, there's too much fire from that multiplication that my camera literally had a warning and said it was too hot. I had to switch cameras, dude. It was too, it was too fire. You have, yeah, you have to, uh, you have to turn, I have to turn my calculator sideways to do this. Uh, <laughs> it runs out. But I mean, it, it, this might sound crazy to people, but like I've literally seen people do it. It's wild, you know? dude. It, like, I've heard you say this and I've said it myself. It's the new gold rush, dude. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I thought real estate was going to be for me when I was getting. I was it's like, a new dot com get... boom. It's a new dot yeah. com boom, dude. No, we are. That's it. This is the this is the '90s for the internet. We're 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 here right now, and you just got to get in, man. Like get in and and because the, because in the future you're not going to have these opportunities for one reason because adoption will come. 
So once more adoption is here, the market cap has already expanded. You're, you're just not going to have those massive gains. Yeah. You're not going to, you won't have the volatility either. That's why you don't see these massive swings in stocks because it's mass, it's, it's used, right? It's understood. Yep. This is very much misunderstood, just like everything has in the, that's come before it, before it was adopted and like, okay, now we can't live without it. You know, um, go look up, you know, when they're making fun of what's an email, like they literally like, I don't get <laughs> like, good morning, America, right? I Everyone's, remember seeing that clip. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen the internet might be a passing fad, like articles, right? Like, can you imagine your life without the internet now? It's, it's silly. Not a chance. So I really believe we'll be talking about the same thing with cryptocurrencies in a decade. Yeah. There's no doubt. And it'll still probably be growing at that time. 100%. You know? Yeah, man. And so we're, we're not the early, early adopters, but we're pretty darn early. The early, early adopters are already like mega rich, mega wealthy, like stupid rich. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, idiots, you guys are late. <laughs> yeah. You know, but now we're like, man, I can't, you know, and, 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 and here's what I'll leave you with, man, on the crypto stuff is like, you don't have to be right once. True. So, you know, and it could be a small investment too. I, I got a buddy here uh, in La Jolla. He, he referred to the guy he knows as a kid. He said, oh yeah, I know a kid who invested, it was three grand on Hex that turned into to $16 million. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, if you bought it early, like my guy, he uh, put 10 grand in and got 300 million Hex for the, at that price. So at the height, I don't know, 300 million times 52 cents. That's a lot of money. That's crazy. You know, so I've got a, you know, I, I, I'm just like, I get it. I see the opportunity. I'm like, we could stack up a big bag of this right now. And then just let's, let's give it a year and a half, two years and see what happens. Yeah. One of the things you'll learn is, and, and I've, I've done this too, literally in crypto and giving myself, you know, nearly a heart attack, trying to time the market. You, no, yeah. you might get lucky and you might time it right. And just, you know, God bless you. And, you know, you had an angel shining down on you. But if you're sitting there trying to time the market, you're, you're going to lose your hair and kill yourself. And you're not going to probably see the success you would if you just be patient and wait it out. Just like the same analogy for, us buying rentals, you know, right. the rentals that I bought when I bought them, it was like, oh, I'm stretching a little bit. Like I'd really rather sell this and make 10 grand, 15 grand or 20 yep. grand. Yep. But you bet your ass that those rentals that I kept have turned into millions of dollars in right. equity, like free and clear equity, not like yep. millions of dollars in value, but millions of dollars of equity. Yep. And, yep. and thank myself several years ago for starting doing it. And, same uh, concept, man. It's the same. Con it's uh, I, the best way I've ever heard it described. It's it's not timing the market. It's time in the market. Heck yeah. So if you yeah. can delay gratification, that's what Richard talks about. Richard Hart, delay gratification. If you can save yourself from yourself, Matt, you shouldn't have sold all those damn properties all those years <laughs> ago. There was a way that I could have stopped myself from doing that. I probably would have millions and millions of dollars like yourself. But now that I use that same 
approach. I'll do that with crypto now. And I'm and and the cool thing is I stake my hex and I'm earning interest on it. Yep. And then I'm learning about there's all these passive opportunities, guys, in, in crypto where you can buy crypto, stake it, and earn passive income, much like you do for real estate. So the DeFi space is a game changer. Uh, crypto in, in general, I, I, I get very excited. The group. Yeah, let's um, talk about the coaching group because we were talking about it before and I'll throw up a link if people want to join it, they can yeah. they can join it and check it out. Yeah. But what are you doing in your group? So the, the group is, uh, it's 197 bucks a month. It's, it's a Telegram chat group. There's about 70 other people, a lot of real estate people in there too. Um, we talk about um, moves that we're making, opportunities we see. Uh, last week we talked about nodes. I don't know if you've gotten into nodes at all. I know about them. I haven't gotten into them. Yeah, that's another passive piece. Uh, we've talked about NFTs. I have a guy that's flipping NFTs. I've talked about staking, like I just mentioned. I've talked about why hex, why pulse chain, why uh, pulse X. Like just dropping information, and there's other people that are collaborating and you know doing all that. Um, I also have a a one on one where if you want a little bit more in depth, where I get on the phone with you, to help you set up. I teach you security. What's a cold storage wallet? You know what's a MetaMask? How Those to protect. Are, that's so important too, dude. Like, it's everything. Yeah, security is number one in crypto because you can't. There's no like, you know, can't call your bank and say, hey, there's these uh, missing charges or this. <laughs> hey, there's some fraud stuff. Can you take care of that? Uh, no, like it's gone. And I've had it. I've seen it happen um, to personal friends of mine. It sucks, like wiped out just because you weren't following the directions, like you weren't being prudent. So I teach you all that stuff. I, I, I literally walk you through. That's going to be more of an investment than the 197, but like it's totally worth it. I, I did it. It's got me to this point. I still pay for coaching. I was just on coaching calls this week with guys that are at much higher levels than me. I always believe in investing in yourself because you're always learning, right? Like you just yeah. move, keep moving, you know, keep kicking the can down the field. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's let's uh, let's wrap it up with how how social media has played a role in where you're at today, dude. Because you've really kind of shifted how you're doing things, you're still doing investing in real estate, but you've, you've ventured in this other thing, these other things that are, that are going great. So how social media really played a factor in that? Yeah, man. Um, you know, again, just, I think eyeballs are the new currency. So it goes back to the marketing roots, right? Like you and I are both marketers. We understand that. So these are where the eyeballs are. The eyeballs are on TikTok. The eyeballs are on YouTube. You see a guy like, uh, you know, Ryan Pineda, for example, he's done a great job with the social media. Like it's taken him to a whole nother level. I mean, if he talks about it all the time, um, kudos to him, anybody that's blown up on social, um, will tell you that's where to spend your time, where your marketing dollars should be going. It's, it's common sense. Like where do you go for advice or information or to connect social like, it's just what it is, right? Like, if I want to learn about something, I'm going to YouTube. If I want to figure out about an investment or get people's opinions or advice, I go to, to YouTube or I go to, to uh, Twitter. Um, TikTok is the newer thing for me. But if you look at the demographics and the, and the information, it's not for 16-year-olds anymore. It's 35 to 50 is the largest growing segment on TikTok. It's, 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 our, it's, it's next Facebook. Yeah. So 
I'm putting, you know, I've seen rapid growth on that. Um, but again, you know, like I'm in, in like I'm investing in, into my social media. So like, I'm trying to put money into it. So it looks better for my audience. It's, it keeps me consistent. Cause I know I'm like, before I was like, Oh yeah, I should get around to doing videos. And it, you know, if I'm not paying for something, I typically, I'm not paying attention to it. So, you know, investing into my social, um, as far as the content producing and creating has helped keep me, um, consistent. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I have friends that are putting a hundred thousand or more dollars this year into their personal brand. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the blue check mark is, is the new, you know, kind of like how people judge you. If, oh, this guy's got a blue check mark. He's must be worth must paying be attention legit. to. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm just saying that's the game. So yeah. if you want to play in the game, you just got to play by the rules. You know, if a guy looks, a guy, girl, whoever, someone's doing business with you, they're going to, well, they're going to they're look at your business card. They're going to go to your Instagram. Oh, this guy's got hundred thousand followers. He's, he must be worth listening to. Um, 100%. I've made a lot of money from social media, you know, as affiliate, as, you know, uh, selling courses, selling opportunity. I'm an opportunist. Like I tell everybody the same thing, you know, like if you're not on social media, you're losing millions of dollars. Yeah, and that finally clicked for me probably this last year. You know, I've been on social media, I've been talking about it, and and it's been it's been definitely helping with business the past couple years that I've been active on it. But like this last year, it, it was a whole nother shift for me. Like, okay, I, if I ramp this up, if I just start showing people what I'm doing, if I start talking more about specifically what I'm doing, showing results, mm-hmm. people want to see what you're doing and they want to see the results. Right. And, and see what you're up to, you know, and, uh, and then people want to get involved. They want to get involved. And it, at the end of the day, I've just learned again, watching folks like you and some others, if even you're just getting started, if you're putting in the work and putting in, in a lot of effort, like just take people along for the journey and social media is a no brainer. Yeah. And the, and the thing also, Dean, that uh, I learned is like, people are watching, they may not liking it, they may not be commenting. Sometimes I'll put a piece of content out there. And I'm like, man, this, I guess people didn't like it, you know, or, you know, just no one commented or didn't like it or whatever. Um, But then I've literally had people come like many, many months, sometimes even years later, like, man, you know, I'm finally reaching out to you. I've been watching you on social. I'm like, I've never once seen you like or say anything to me on social, but you've been watching yeah. A lot of people are watching and, um, you know, everything, every piece of content you put out there is there for as long as you have your accounts. Right. So it's kind of that one to many where it's like, I rather spend my time producing a piece of content and put it out there because it could potentially be watched hundreds, thousands, and if it goes viral millions of times. Yeah. And that's only one, you know, you only had to do that video once, but it got your message out there that many times. So, you know, it's so powerful, the compounding uh, effect of it. And, you know, it's just where it's at. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, dude, I, I can just see that uh, we got some good topics we can go into. We could spend a lot more time. Um, we're going to have to have you back on, man. Cause again, I just appreciate all the stuff that you do. You help inspire and motivate me. So 
Uh, got to give you, you props for that. And um, how can people stay in touch with you, man? Um, yeah, so probably the easiest way is through Instagram uh, at Phenom Investor 2.0. Um, there's been, I had my account hacked. Yep. So I had to come up with that uh, 2.0. Um, but now I'm like, be careful because these scam guys are like reaching out to people and asking them for money for crypto. It's kind of a mess, but I'm at Phenom Investor 2.0. So reach out to me there. Um, YouTube, I'm, I'm trying to, well, I'm not trying, I am being more consistent on that. So you'll see weekly videos on YouTube come out. So like, and subscribe there at Mac Airbedian. Um, TikTok at Phenom Investor. And that's pretty much it, man. Uh, it, it's me, you know, uh, I, I'm answering my DMs. So if there's a way that I could add value to you or help you, please reach out and um, yeah, let me know. Yeah, man. Well, super awesome with you. I appreciate all the time, dude. You, you definitely have helped people add some value to, you know, wherever they're at, just kind of push through and, and get focused on, on what they're good at and, and go for it. Um, again, follow Matt online on social media because he definitely inspires me. So I know he'll do the same for you and uh, just appreciate your time, man. It's been awesome. Thank you, Dean. I, uh, likewise, man, I'm really happy to see you crushing it in the Valley and, and doing your things and friends with benefits. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Well, until next time, peace.